personally, I like challenges, you know, um, it makes it more interesting. It makes it more fun. It makes it more exciting. It certainly makes it more stressful. Uh, but, um, you know, I think that, uh, the team will definitely step up to that challenge, whatever it might be. the relay lineups for day one yet <laughs> you wish colvin <laughs> i do wish <laughs> uh you know i don't know i don't know that we're going to be changing too much from accs you know those our relays at accs were pretty good so um i don't know that we'll be changed i don't know that we'll be switching around too much but you know most of the relays are uh a game day decision, especially not so much that first day, you know, those will probably pretty much be set. But after that, it's kind of like, all right, who's, who looks the best, you know, hopefully they all look great, but who's like really, really flying and and we'll put whoever's hot on the relays. You've, you've gone through this process before, or even just looking from last year, from conference to NCs, when you won the title, you know, you were chasing an NCAA title last year, you're chasing the title again this year, coming off of, a, you know, a conference championship um, do you look back from last year specifically and um, learn anything about that process that in between from conference to NCs or specifically that, that you've picked up from last year? Um, I think more probably just that what we did last year worked really well. Um, you know, I think we were, we were able to, you know, come off of ACCs last year and be just as good at NCAAs, if not better in, in a lot of, in, in a lot of instances, um, I think four out of our five relays last year at NCAAs were faster than they were at, at ACCs. So, you know, I, I think just being able to look back and know that the um, recipe, I guess you could say, that we have between the two competitions is, has worked pretty well. And certainly we tweak things and, and we, want, we want to do even better. Uh, you know, like I said, last year we had four out of five relays faster. So this year, can we have five out of five faster? Um, certainly, I think that is going to be even more of a challenge considering how fast our relays were at ACCs. Um, even to me, they were shockingly fast. So um, I'll be shocked again, uh, even more if we were able to be faster. <laughs> I don't know how you get too much faster. We'll see. From, from the ACC meet, uh, did you pick up anything just about the ACC competition on the women's side that you expect going into NCAAs? Um, you know, I, I think the one thing I, I, I thought was really good about ACCs was that we had a, you know, as from a team, for, for overall team perspective, we had a good challenge, you know, from NC State. Um, you know, it was a great meet. Uh, they kept it close pretty much the entire meet. And, and I think that was good for our women because, you know, last year, again, last year we went into ACCs and we ran away, we ran away with the meet. Um, we went to NCAAs and, and ran away with that. And, and I don't know, won by over a hundred points. Um, certainly don't think that, that NCAAs is going to be that way this year. So I think to have a close competition with another team just sets us up really well to, to, you know, be able to handle, um, you know, whatever challenges and whatever extra pressure and stress come with, you know, getting into a tight team battle. Hey, Todd, uh, a lot of really good swimmers have talked about how overwhelming NCAAs can be for them the first year. 
uh, and how there's an adjustment period. That clearly wasn't an issue for Alex Walsh last year. Do you feel Gretchen and, and Emma in particular, because of their international experience, will, will be able to handle this well? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, it certainly is different because, you know, it, um, you know, with Emma being at the Olympics and Gretchen having been at junior worlds and nationals and other international competitions, it, it's a lot more of an individual thing. Um, so, so actually there's, there's a little bit more pressure and there's a little bit more stress and anxiety when it comes to that. Uh, the team, the team environment that we have definitely, I think, um, you know, dilutes that a little bit of that pressure and stress, you know, they just get excited to be around their teammates They get excited for their teammates and, and watching them race and, you know, doing relays together, um, you know, and swimming for each other just makes things, it, it just makes it a little bit more comforting, a little bit, you know, a little bit, you know, um, just, I guess I would say less stressful, you know, for example, when you look at Gretchen, the take the 50 free, uh, there's a chance that her and Kate might be, you know, Kate Douglas might be right next to each other in the final. Um, that I would think would be pretty comforting to the two of them. And, you know, it's like practice, right? They've done it a million times. Uh, Emma Wyatt might be right next to Alex Walsh or Ellen Ellison in the 400 I am, you know, in prelims or finals. And so I think that it, instead of just, instead of being alone out there at the Olympics, Emma Wyatt was in the Olympic final alone. Uh, I mean, you know, if she was by herself, or, you know, around a lot of different swimmers from around the world and, and just by herself and, um, you know, I think being next to one of our, you know, one of her teammates would probably, would probably help her just to, you know, relax a little bit. This is Chris with the You're picking up a lot of casual fans over the last 12 months, 15 months with the Olympics and winning the national title and all that sort of stuff. We've seen this as covering Virginia for a long time with baseball and men's tennis. <laughs> so you're kind of on a, a ride with the fans and they don't really know a lot about people other than the Olympians. I think of like Ellen Nelson and, and, and Winger and people like that that are contributing. Are there people that jump out to you? And you could probably go through your whole roster, obviously, but you just talk about some of these people that <laughs> casual fans may not even know their name right this second. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and you're right. There are a lot of them. Um, we have 17 qualified, you know, 14 swimmers and, and three divers. And, you know, every one of them could, you know, and we hope will score points uh, for the team. And even to just score one point at NCAA is a monumental accomplishment. Um, you know, it, it's arguably one of the fastest, um, you know, meets in the world every year, just because it's, it's Americans, it's international athletes, you know, it's, you know, again, half the Olympic team will be there both on the men's and women's side. So, um, you know, like you mentioned, Alexis Wanger, I mean, she is, she's one of the fastest brushstrokers in, in the history of the NCAA. Uh, I think only, three or four, Coleman would know better, but three or four women have ever broken 57 and, and she's one of them. Uh, one, three or four women in history, not this year in history have broken 57 and she's one of them. So, um, she, and she has, you know, one of the fastest 50 brushstroke splits in history. She's on our American record setting relays for the, for both medley relays. And she's, you know, never really done any summer long course racing. Um, you know, Lexi Cuomo is another one, you know, she's, she's on our American record setting 200 medley relay and 200 free relay. Um, you know, and a great sprint freestyle butterfly for our team. Uh, and, you know, just a, a great leader, a hard worker, you know, um, and she'll score quite a few points for the team as well. Um, you know, her, her Lexi Cuomo and uh, I, I, every day in practice, I, I call one of them Lex and one of them Lexi. And I always call, I always mix it up, you know, and call them the wrong name. Um, but 
you know, they're, uh, they're two of our leaders, two of our hard workers. Um, Wanger is obviously a, a fourth year, so she'll be graduating this year. So she'll be uh, certainly missed. Jesse Nava is another one. Um, you know, she's one that she's a fourth year senior captain for us. Um, you know, it was an all American last year in Hunter Butterfly hopes to, hopes to repeat that. And, and hopefully even, you know, she won ACCs last year in the 200 Butterfly. So hoping she can score in, in both of those this year. And she'll certainly be a huge, you know, it has been, and will continue to be a great leader for us to the next week. Um, and you know, you've got some young girls, uh, second years, Anna Keating and Abby Harder, who, you know, um, are, are probably a little bit lesser known as well, but certainly can score big points for us at NCAAs. Um, Abby scored last year in the 200 butterfly. Um, you know, Anna's a great breaststroker that's just kind of been improving, uh, quite a bit over the last two years since she's been here. Um, you know, so there, there's, there is, I mean, it's, it's going to take, it's going to take all of them to win. Um, you know, our, our Olympians certainly, uh, will, will boost the score, uh, but they can't carry, you know, carry a team to a, to a title. I think last year we had, I think we had 10 girls, uh, score last year at NCAA. So it's going to take all of them. Um, you know, not just, not just your top end, but it'll take, you know, it'll take your depth as well. And we've got some great opportunities for divers to score this year as well. Um, Lizzie Kay is a first year and she is, um, she's probably one of the best freshmen in the country. Um, and, and we, ha I don't think we've ever had a female score points in NCAAs and diving. So we got three qualified, um, and our zone this year, uh, was, a, was a bit more challenging to, to make NCAAs out of, um, than it has been in the past. So I think that bodes well for their potential to score and, and contribute to the team, uh, next week as well. I think Alexis is going to jump on here in like two minutes. Oh, I didn't, I didn't talk long enough, huh? Yeah, come on, Todd. You usually go on a little bit longer. <laughs> Questions were too easy. Uh, Coleman, are you going to be there? I'll be there. Yeah. Alexis is one of four women who have gone 56. Four. Lily King, Molly Hannes, and Sophie Hansen, and then her. And, and Molly wasn't in college, though, right? She was post-grad. Right. So yeah. really just, really just three NCAA athletes. Yep. She, you know, it's funny. You, you can ask her about this if you want, but her and Sophie Hansen, they're the same year. They've been racing each other for four years. This is their fourth year. And, you know, we joke about it. And Lex will joke about it too all the time. You know, she just, Sophie just got her number. She just, for some, somehow, somehow she's got a magic touch. <laughs> Especially this Some, year, right? I mean, somehow, somehow out touches uh, Lex in the hundred breaststroke like every year. Specifically at ACC, it's, it's been it's it's almost comical. <laughs> yeah, that was. I mean, especially this year, that was a great race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a real. Nail it was, you know. And I th I told Lex after prelims, I was like, you know, she's, you know, getting a little anxious about the final, and I was like, look. If you, you just go for a time, you're racing the clock. If you go 56 and you get beat, you cannot be mad. I mean, people, you know, it's, it's not like people casually go 56. So, and she did. And I was like, holy cow. That was a, I mean, it's rarely are there two 56s in one heat, especially at a conference level. I mean, it's probably never happened. Well, yeah, I don't think it has. Never. <laughs> well, it hasn't because right. there's only one other person who's done it. Yeah. yeah. That's the first time in history. Two people have gone in a conference meet. I wonder if it's ever happened at NCAAs before. 256s i don't yeah. i don't yeah again because well, i it couldn't have it couldn't yeah, have it's just it's only lily and yeah. that's it yeah <laughs> that's the first first time in ncaa history that two girls have gone 56 in one heat that's pretty impressive <clears throat> hey lex 
just talking about you. Hi. We just came, hey, we just came up with a new stat, uh, not a new stat, a stat. We just figured out that you and Sophie going 56 in the 100 breaststroke at ACCs was the first time in, his, in the history of the NCAA, two women have gone 56 in one heat. Oh. Pretty, pretty, <laughs> pretty impressive. All right. Do I need to, uh, Kristen, do I need to stay on? You don't need to stay on. You're good. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Todd. See you, Lex. All right. We'll go ahead and open it up for uh, questions for Alexis. Uh, Alexis, first off, could you just start by um, giving us an update on how you're feeling heading into NCAAs as the fourth year coming off the ACCs you had and, uh, you know, vying for the repeat national title? Yeah, um, it's it's really exciting. It's definitely bittersweet. Um, I think I'm just most looking forward to, you know, putting everything into my last NCAAs and not like stressing about it as much as I normally do. And just, you know, letting it like being happy with whatever happens, whatever the outcome may be. Um, I know we're all super, super excited and it's crazy. It's literally in a few days. So I'm looking forward to it. Hey, Alexis, this is uh, Jeff White from virginiasports.com. Does it feel, I mean, in what ways does it feel different this season from a team standpoint going in as the defending champion, you know, the hunted, as opposed to going in seeking the team title like you did last year? Yeah, I think it's definitely super different just because my second and last year, we um, were both kind of like, still the underdogs we were rated first but no one really knew if we could actually pull it off um so going into it this year being actually the targeted um is definitely different but i think our team does a really good job at kind of quieting all the noise and just doing what we do best and not worrying about what any other uh, team does we really just um, try to focus on what we can do better not what other people are doing um so i don't think having now a target on our back is going to make too much of a difference. Like nerves wise, I think we're ready for it just as we were the past couple of years. The ACC meet this year was not, you did not run away with the team title. Uh, Are there benefits to having, you know, come out of a really competitive meet like that, knowing that NCAAs could be the same way? Yeah. um, I think last year was just a weird kind of year, just especially with, you know, clearly COVID and a lot of people um, registering, taking a year off to stay safe. Um, I think we all are aware that it's definitely not going to be as easy as it was last year to come off with the title. Um, NC State is, has always been one of our top competitors. And, you know, we were super excited to see them get second last year as well. Um, so we're looking forward to a kind of similar battle with them. Um, they always keep us on our toes. They're all super, super, super fast. And, um, I don't know, I think how ACCs went will kind of set us up like the last day of ACCs. I just remember all of us were kind of honed in and making sure like, um, we just did our best to, uh, out touch an NC state person in one of our heats. And, you know, I think that kind of amps up the comp clearly amps up the competition a little bit more and just makes it all more exciting. And, you know, we're able to get behind our teammates when one of them does do that. 
right before you hopped on, we were talking about the the dynamic between you and Sophie Hansen of NC State. Um, you know, you guys, you two have been racing for the last four years, um, a lot of close battles with you two. Can you talk about how that dynamic has impacted you over the last four years? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, Sophie is great. Like, it's definitely, it's not, it's definitely a really fun rivalry, but there's no like bad blood. It's not like anyone's angry at the other. Um, I think for me, she has helped me achieve my goals. Like just, she's my number one competitor. She's so talented. Um, you know, I feel like the past years I've always been like really scared and like, you know, always hopeful, like trying to, um, race her. Cause you know, she's, super tall and super powerful. And like, I've always just been super nervous, I feel like, but she has really brought out like a competitive side of me that I'm really thankful for. I don't think that I would have been able to go 56 if it wasn't for her. Um, so I'm looking forward to see what we can both do at um, NCAAs. Uh, I think it's going to be a really, really close race, regardless of the whole heat wise. I think like this year, NCAAs is so much faster. Um, so I'm really excited just to see what both of us can do, let alone just like the whole entire heat. I know there's been um, across the board, a lot of people going really fast in the hundred breaths. So I'm definitely excited for that. You, you mentioned before that this was uh, your last NCAAs. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, are you, are you for sure not going to take that optional fifth year? And if so, can you, can you talk a little bit about what into that, what went into that decision? Yeah, definitely. Um, no, I think this is definitely going to be my last, um, not like anything bad wise. I just think, you know, swimming for so long, that is just, I'm kind of finding my peace with it. And I think I'm at a period in my life where I'm super excited to kind of just move to the next chapter. And I've like come to terms with, you know, like I want to do super well, for my team at this time, but college swimming is, this is just I'm trying to put this in better words, I guess. Um, I don't know. I just think that I'm at a good place in my life where this is a good time to, you know, just come to an end. I don't think that um, I need to stick around for my team to continue to be successful. Like we are full of amazing individuals and I'm super excited for the next chapter in my life. Um, I'm going to be in the stands. I mean, I guess I'll be there next year, just not as a swimmer. I'll be there supporting my teammates for sure. Um, I just think that I know like what I want in this next period of my life. And I think swimming has, I've just grown out of it in a good way. I'm like really excited for this to be my last NCAAs just because I feel like really for the first time, I feel like I just feel really good about where I am with swimming and, you know, looking back on my career, like, I don't really feel like I have anything that I like didn't accomplish. Um, I'm really happy with where I'm at. So I think with that, it's a good place to kind of just be on my final, you know, last me. I mean, it's definitely tough for my parents. I think <laughs> they're also coming to terms with it. Um, but they're just as excited as I am. You mentioned that it, it's not always easy being an NCAA athlete. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and during your time at Virginia through, um, that journey, you've continued to improve every single year, which is Mm -hmm. not the case for the majority of collegiate athletes in any sport. Um, 
can you, I know that's kind of a big question, but can you talk a little bit about what, what has led you to improve every season and, and again, led you to this point of like, all right, I'm kind of at the pinnacle. I'm happy with where I'm at. I can step away now. Yeah. Um, I think my junior and senior year, I really struggled with swimming a lot just because I wasn't improving. Um, I went really quick, my freshman and sophomore year of high school, and then, you know, started to just not do as well. And I was really just even grappling with the thought of not swimming in college at all. And um, then like when I talked to Todd, you know, I really believed that he believed in me and he saw something in me that I don't even think I saw at the time. Um, and I just think every year we always have like at, um, end of the season meetings with Todd and he's always been like, I don't think you've hit what you're capable of yet. Like, I just, I think that you have more. And I kind of knew that too. I just didn't know how much. And, um, this year, like my goal has always been like to go 56 and 100 breaststroke, if not faster, but the 56 was always my goal. Um, that's what he said coming in when I was getting recruited. He's like, I think you can be a 56 breaststroker. And I was like, Whoa, like that's crazy. Um, but I, I don't know. I just think every year we focus on something different to work on. Like my first year was just seeing what I could do. Then I started really focusing on my show count. Then it was like, I knew my kick was really strong, starting to focus on my pulse. There's just always something new that we could focus on, which I think really helped. And, um, I think I, another thing that helped me improve was like, I've, I've always really wanted to win the hundred breast on civil ways. I know Sophie has won it three times, but I think that just like kept my fight going, um, regardless of what happens, like I'm going to be happy, but, um, even after, after prelim swims of ACCs, when I went, I think it was like 57 two. like Todd was like, Hey, look, like, you know, don't think about anyone else. Just think about yourself. Like, it doesn't matter what place you get like tonight in finals, if you can go 56, like that's all you want to do. Like you can go 56, like that's all that matters. And I was like, you're right. And I like could barely sleep that day. Couldn't take a nap, was stressing out. And then, um, like going 56, like Todd had told me after he's like, look, like that is something that, you know, only a few people have ever done. Um, like be happy with that. And I mean, I was clearly, um, so I just think like, have being able to hit my goals every year, like you said, is something that, you know, not all people get to do. Um, so I'm eternally grateful to Todd and my teammates for that. I feel like they've helped me along the way. Um, so I don't know. I just feel like even if I, something were to happen and I weren't able to submit NCAAs, I feel like positive that I could look back at my career and be happy with it, regardless of even going at 56. Um, just like even not even just swimming wise, just all the relationships I've built. Um, it's, we're such a family. Uh, so even like swimming aside, I would be happy just for the experience that I've had these past four years at Virginia, it's been like no other. So Todd mentioned before <laughs> that you hadn't done a ton of long course swimming no. um, <laughs> in the summers. Is there no. a particular reason for that? Um, I don't know if this is just like me um, and me just being really stubborn. I just do not like long course. And I feel like I've read a few of the SimSam comments about like, oh my God, like 
her fastest hundred breaths is only 109. Like that's weird. And it's like, yeah, because I just don't, I never swim it. And I, I don't know. There's so many amazing breaststrokers out there. So I just feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like this is partially another reason why I'm like kind of not moving another step forward with swimming just because that would be mostly long course. I mean, you know, going pro, it's a lot of long course meets. I don't really like, I dread training long course. I just, I don't know, something about it. I need my walls. I need my pullouts. That's just how I've always been. Um, I don't know. I just think that I would not be really cut out for doing long course. And that's just, that might be a bad mentality, but that's just how my brain is wired at this point. So I don't really know what else to say. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just not my best friend. I need some, I need walls. <laughs> Power to you. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, anybody <laughs> have any questions for Alexis? All right. Thanks, Alexis. I really appreciate you jumping. Yeah, of course. Sorry if, like, if that was kind of all over the place. I feel like I'm not really good at putting my words together, but... I appreciate you guys taking the time to meet with me today. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.